In the first century AD, Ephesus would have been capital of the Roman province of Asia and would have been a major bustling commercial center, with some saying it was the fourth largest city in the empire after Rome, Alexandria and Antioch. Though today the city lies five miles inland, back then it was a coastal city and would have had a crowded harbour full of ships. The streets would have thronged with people from many different countries and being a key commercial centre meant it was a promising ground for missionary work. While Apollos was preaching in Corinth, Paul fulfilled his promise to return here to Ephesus and preach the gospel here on his third missionary journey. During this stop in Ephesus, Paul met some disciples and asked them if they had received the Holy Ghost, to which they responded they had never even heard of the Holy Ghost. He asked which baptism they had, and they said they had John's baptism. He then taught them about the Holy Spirit and baptized them again. This is one of the few accounts in the Bible of someone getting rebaptized and lays a biblical precedent that when new truths are learned that are significant and life-changing, that rebaptism can be appropriate. After this, Paul began, as was his custom, preaching in the synagogue. But when opposition arose, he left and went to the school of Tyrannus and continued there for two years. He did not just teach and preach here in Ephesus, but the Bible says in Acts chapter 19 that there was manifestations of supernatural power as people were healed of certain diseases and evil spirits were cast out. This display of power was more powerful than anything the inhabitants of the city had seen, especially those who worshipped the dominant goddess of the city, Diana. Many people were converted and the Bible records that the books of those who used to practice magic were collected and burned, totaling 50,000 pieces of silver worth. Large numbers were converting and it was causing concern and after three years of ministry from 54 to 57 AD, it would reach a climax. In this city was a great temple to the goddess Diana. Being a Greco-Roman city meant it had both cultures present. Diana was her Roman name and Artemis was her Greek name. And in the city there were some, notably Demetrius, who made quite the business selling silver replicas of Diana. Accusing Paul of damaging his business and the popularity of the Temple of Diana, he roused up the masses against him. Gathering here in this theatre which had seating for 24,000 people, they dragged Gaius and Aristarchus before the crowd as they couldn't find Paul. Paul was the one they wanted though and when he heard about the commotion he wanted to come to defend the truth but his friends prevented him from going. After chanting Great is Diana of the Ephesians for two hours they finally quieted down. The city clerk was able to calm down the crowd and the masses dispersed. But after this episode, Paul felt it best to leave the city. His missionary endeavours were not over. But after this, he would not return here to this city. He had worked tirelessly, teaching in public and going from house to house. He had battled on through opposition valiantly. He would later write a letter to the church here in Ephesus, the book of Ephesians, from his prison house in Rome. 
Paul did not choose easy places to go and evangelize. This city of Ephesus was a hotbed of paganism and commercial activity, yet Paul chose this as one of the places he spent three years. It could be argued today that some people choose easy places to go on mission trips or evangelize, but Paul did not. If today you live in one of the major cities of the world, like London, New York, San Francisco, Sydney, Manila, or Tokyo, then take courage from the ministry of Paul and know that even though our culture is against the dominant culture that we live in, we can take heart and know that God will be with us in the work that we do.